the Shy Chat Podcast, stories that connect. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Shy Chat Podcast. This is your host, Peter Raimholt, and I'm happy to be with you today, albeit virtually, during this extended quarantine. I recently got the opportunity to speak with three members of the Chicago Crisis Management Team about what happened in the early days of the situation surrounding COVID-19, and I got a behind-the-scenes look at our transition to a new virtual way of working. Leah Douglas, a Senior Director in Ignition, Lisa Kornblatt, an Associate Director in Corporate Communications, and Tim Cleveland, a Manager in ION, all joined the podcast to share their unique perspective on the crisis, lessons learned, and the outlook for the next few months. Hello, KPMG, and welcome to another episode of the Shy Chat Podcast. My name is Peter Raimholt, and I'm your host for this episode. I hope everybody is settling into the quarantine and trying to find the silver lining with more quality time at home, with friends and family. I know personally I've been on the road for the last two and a half years, so being home and having three meals a day with my wife is kind of a nice change. So hopefully you guys are kind of settling into the new normal. Uh, As we transition to our new virtual way of working, I learned that there's an entire team that actually helps to make it all possible. And I got a few of those team members here on the podcast, Leah Douglas, Lisa Kornblatt, and Tim Cleveland. And we're going to talk about each of you guys and your roles and uh, your responsibilities in a minute. But first, when I heard there was a crisis management team, a CMT, as I, as I was told, I actually had never heard of this. I have no clue what a crisis management team does, didn't know KPMG had one, and certainly didn't know any details. So. Leah, can you please help us understand what a crisis management team is, who's on it, and why and when it was assembled? Happy to. Thanks for having me, Peter. So the CMT is the living embodiment of that colorful emergency booklet that's at every one of our workstations and in every one of our offices. And if you've ever wondered what that is or what's in it, you can be certain that the crisis management team that exists for every office Um, has had a role in helping to put that together and, more importantly, think through how the guidance in there would play out in an actual emergency. Um, It is really a cross-functional body designed to handle any type of crisis. And when you think of, well, what kind of crises could we possibly experience, we're talking about natural disasters that may hit in our areas. Um, We're talking about acts of violence that have become more of the norm in today's society. And, of course, endemics that uh, we never thought really were possible at this magnitude and scale, and here they are. You hope you never have to use it, but of course, um, it teaches us all the lessons we need to, that if we are to be impacted, we can act quickly and effectively. Um, it's really led by firm-wide security, so Michael, our Curie, and, and team, um, and mm-hmm. locally led by our ION director, Bev Fields, as well as functional leaders um, from tax, advisory, and audit, our managing Principal Linda Almonte, of course, and then all the BPG functions as well, so communications, events, finance, digital nexus, um, and human resources. They're all components of this large group um, that cover every aspect of operating a firm in a crisis. So in this situation, it really is a body that operates in a bit of a command and control structure. So in the event that you're addressing a fluid situation like this pandemic that is rapidly moving and changing by the day and even hour 
we get together rapidly and think through the implications, the actions, the next steps, and make those a reality for the office. Okay, so this CMT has been around uh, for, for a while, and it's for any sort of crisis, not specifically COVID-19. Every sort of crisis you think could befall a, a large working group in an office, especially in our situation in Chicago, a high-rise, we've drilled on those we've drilled on those things, but traditionally they they focused on other types of um, tragedies or emergencies. The one that we're dealing with real time, of course, right now is the pandemic and what happens when we all need to disperse from the office and how does our office continue to move forward in that kind of environment. Okay. Well, that's nice to know that we have this group and that you guys are well-trained and kind of jumping into action straight away here. Leah, so we, we talked about this crisis management team being activated based on you know, certain situations. So what was the action or the directive that brought the team together for the current situation surrounding COVID-19? Sure, there are a couple of staggered um, milestones that brought us together. The first was the moment that we learned about somebody coming through the Chicago office that was a part of the KPMG family that had a presumptive positive, which means were more than likely exposed mm-hmm. to the virus itself. We were brought we were brought together right then and there, and I think we were one of the earliest CMTs to be activated um, to help address that. Slowly but surely, as we saw a state and local government response, we kept coming back together because we needed the local office to follow state and local guidance in terms of wherever our office operates, we should follow suit. So what we were doing was managing individual exposures and notifications and cleanings of the office and coordination with the building itself, um, all led by Tim Cleveland and his team. Um, But once the governor of the state of Illinois got involved and started to talk about restrictions and social distancing and other things, then we have to follow suit as a business operating in the state to start adjusting how our office is open or how many people are in it or who can come to it. So exposures was the first round, and the second round was really adjustments to the state and local um, environment. The third, of course, is following the leadership of our firm. And once they mm-hmm. say the offices are closed, then we follow suit. But we had about three sort of three activation stages, if you will, to follow once we started the CMT in Chicago. Okay, got it. Um, and Tim, how frequently do you guys all speak as a team once you guys were activated? Uh, we started out uh, on a Friday evening, actually. Uh, a few of our members got together a few weeks ago, uh, and then we continued the talks daily, uh, including weekends, uh, until just last week when we just started going a few times a week and um, are able to scale it down just a bit. Uh, so, yeah, we started talking every day, and you know, going into this week, we'll probably at least talk once, if not twice. Okay. And, uh, Leo, what exactly do you guys talk about? <laughs> um, everything from the macro to the minutia. So, mm-hmm. um, and then from the process to the personal, really. So first, of course, and foremost, always is a conversation about our people, um, who's mm-hmm. being impacted, what is their status, um, and how can we help, who has been notified, and what support we can provide. Um, and so we start with the people. And then we go to the sort of processes or the operations that can support So we talk about our people, we talk about our processes, we talk about our operations, we talk about how to get things done in an 
in the environment in which you find yourself. So in this case, we found ourselves all away from the office, and how do we ensure we can replicate everything with people being away, and potentially with a large, um, a large portion of our workforce potentially ill. Thankfully, mm -hmm. that hasn't been the case. We've had a relatively few number of people directly impacted in the two weeks we had shut down the office. Um, though more continue to be, once we pass the two-week mark of the office closure, we could turn our um, attention somewhat from that to um, how do we ensure that people get the equipment that they need? Are we sure that when it was closed down, the office was clean enough? Um, can people pick things up from the office? How do we facilitate that safely for the few team members that still have to be there? How do we transition mm -hmm. delivery models? Um, so once we had addressed the people, which is, of course, our first priority, we were able to turn to how we turn all of the processes um, into ones that can support a virtual workforce. And thankfully, from an industry perspective, we're so well prepared compared to others um, that it was really an exercise in innovation and creativity that helped to get us the last while. Awesome. And Lisa, how does this, like, how does this affect the updates you provide from a communications perspective? Yeah, so I would say that it's dependent on what's the guidance that we're getting, as Leah mentioned, both from a firm level and from a local government perspective, um, and really addressing those and making sure we're re-communicating those to our people. As Leah mentioned, first and foremost, it's about our people and communicating to all of you to make sure that we are um, understanding the situation at hand and that we are being open and honest. So. I would say it, it's definitely an on-call type of situation in the current state, but it's, um, as Leah mentioned, we have kind of been home for two weeks now, so we have stopped communicating those um, more broadly. Of course, we will co continue to communicate with those on an individual basis and making sure we're supporting people who have been diagnosed or presumed positive. So um, it's, it's a very fluid situation and one that takes a lot of thought, but it's important that because we have had the training that we don't just react and we take the time to um, communicate properly and effectively. Got it. And uh, Tim, how does this affect uh, how you guys are handling, you know, being in the office and, and providing services? Uh, as with the office being, you know, essentially closed, uh, I'm coming into the office uh, most days and will be able to help people uh, with anything for packages uh, or any questions that they may have, something they may have left at their desk per se, or um, messenger services. I'd imagine like the beginning was a lot, a lot of them, it's still a lot of uncertainty. And uh, so I just wondering, like Lisa, like how was it during those first few days? I mean, Tim mentioned a Friday night call to start it off. Like how did it all begin? How was it? So as you mentioned, the uncertainty, it can be unsettling, and we're no different just because we are kind of on the team that's making it happen. Um, it is a lot to take in, but at the same time, um, we are getting that information firsthand and know how helpful it is to have that information as a team, that it's important that we communicate it with the rest of the office um, to make sure that they're um, feeling just as safe as we are or as safe as we can feel, um, given the uncertainty of the situation. But I will say it's very helpful. Um, Linda is a strong leader, and she stays calm under pressure um, and helps guide the mm -hmm. team. And I think that we all worked very effectively together um, in bringing the new way of working as quickly as possible, rolling it out to the rest of the office. So that's my perspective. Yes, it's a lot to take in, but I think we um, managed to kind of put our own uncertainties aside to help make the best for the office. 
So now that we're a few weeks into the quarantine, like, what are you guys doing now? I guess I'll start with you, Leah. Like, I, I imagine it was just hectic and crazy at the beginning. How is it now a few weeks in when people are at home and, 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 and the situation is starting to progress a little bit more? Sure. I, I think this is generally three phases, right? The first is the reaction. What do we need to do first to ensure health and safety of our people, the operations of our mm -hmm. office? The second would be the new business as usual, or as I've seen the firm taken to calling it, business as unusual. Um, how are we operating in a totally virtual environment and ensuring that we can keep our business going and our clients' needs met um, and our employees' mm -hmm. needs met? Um, and then it'll be sort of into the, the reacclimation to new reality, right? That'll be the third phase. And we are mm -hmm. starting to talk about the third phase. Um, what is it going to be like when we all come back? That part is going to take a little bit longer because we don't know when we get to come back how that will be. Can we all come back at once? Will it need to be staggered so that we don't um, violate principles of social distance. So we just don't know, but we're starting to talk about how to do that thoughtfully, how to celebrate that moment, in fact, because I think that everybody's going to be excited to see one another, um, but we got to do it in a responsible way. And in the meantime, we're just focused on ensuring everybody has what they need to do their job um, and to meet the needs of the clients, which are um, in some ways more disrupted than we have been, because like I said, our industry is super prepared for a virtual workforce and others are not. Mm -hmm. So. We've settled, I think, into a, a new reality, and we're waiting for guidance on how we can come back to work, and we'll be doing our best to ensure that happens smoothly. So before we wrap up here, I, uh, I kind of wanted to ask you guys if there, uh, to kind of think of the one thing that you learned or you feel like you uh, kind of gained while leading during this crisis and being exposed to, to some of these things that we, you know, unfortunately we've been having to deal with. I'm only six months in at KPMG, so I will tell you this has made me very proud to work for KPMG um, and see all the great things um, that the team has done to come together and make sure people are safe and that people feel communicated with and appreciated and all of the great things that you can say. I've also been super impressed to see the way that people across the office, not just on the CMT team, have stepped up to give to give back. I've seen so many great stories from someone who has gone out to donate blood or has found a way to give to a hospital. Um, and really, the generosity amongst KPMGers in Chicago is phenomenal to see. Yeah, and just hearing from you guys, it definitely makes me feel safer and feels like there's that things are more under control. So I feel like everybody did a great job and. Uh, the fact that I didn't even know about it and it ran so smoothly, I think, is a testament to your hard work. So I'd just like to, on behalf of the whole office, say thanks to you guys and the whole CMT for everything you've done. Um, and, and, and uh, well, yeah, and, and I appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your story, um, Tim, Lee, and Lisa. Before we, uh, before we kick, kick, uh, kick you guys off, uh, i gotta have, I got a, a few questions I wanted to ask you. And these are going to be lightning round questions. So it's going to be quick questions, first thing that comes to mind, and a little bit of a fun way to finish. So first one's for you, Lisa. If you were a tree, okay. what kind of tree would you be and why? Oh, goodness gracious. I don't even know too many tree names. Maybe a pine tree because it reminds me of winter and, like, coziness. I love it. I love it. Tim, have you ever run out of gas? Not in my car, but in myself I have, yes. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Uh, uh, Leah, what's your biggest pet peeve in the office? Um, negative attitudes. 
Like the bad taste. Like when people are uh, grumpy, like uh, we're all happy to be together, more so now. So people are grumpy okay. and we have such blessed lives. I, it irritates me. I like this. the positivity. It's, it's infectious, right? Um, yep, it is. I could okay. have answered the tree one or the gas one better, by the way. All right, fine. If you were a tree, what kind of tree would you be and why? Uh, Christmas tree, because it's like the best time of the year. Two weeks off from the firm, time with the family. Just makes you smile right. every time you've seen it. And yes, I have definitely ran out of gas in my car, and it was all my fault. Okay, and where'd you run out of gas? Um, on a highway, on the way to be engaged, to be married. I was no with way. my now husband, and he was going to propose, ring in the pocket, but, and he said, we should stop for gas. And I said, no, no way. And lo and behold, the car died on the highway on the way to the destination. But he still proposed. So I give him all the credit in the world. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you're still able to get a proposal out of this then? Yeah, it still worked out. And we got a great story out of it. So I'll take it. Oh, oh that's awesome. Um, okay, Lisa, back to you. What's the last song you listened to? Maybe Alicia Keys, The Underdog. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Tim, who is a historical figure from the past that you think would make a good Twitter follower to follow today? I'll go with the good old Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln, nice. Um, and Leah, uh, wrapping it up with you, who is the funniest person in the Chicago office? John Brody. John Brody, all right. Um, if you if well, you have not spent time with John Rohde, you should. You should. He is the funniest guy. Uh, well, I just want to say thanks again to you guys, Tim, Lee, and Lisa. Um, your insight was really helpful, and uh, I really just thanks again for everything you're doing so far, and I appreciate you taking some time out of your day to come on the show. Thanks, thanks Peter. Peter. Thank you. All right, talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to the Shy Chat Podcast. For more information about the Chicago Crisis Management Team or anything else that you heard on today's show, please contact Leah Douglas at lmdouglas at kpmg.com, Lisa Kornblatt at lkornblatt at kpmg.com, or Tim Cleveland at timcleveland at kpmg.com. If you like what you heard, spread the word about the show. And if you or someone you know has a great story that you think we should hear about, please contact Aaron Bailey at ebailey at kpmg.com or myself at prainholt at kpmg.com.